This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and you're listening to Messianic Vision. Have you ever seen a number over and over again and said, I wonder if that means anything, or maybe seen a particular word or a name and thought, someone must be trying to tell me something. Well, you know what? Chances are you're right. My guests today have developed a resource called God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and it will help you hear, see, and recognize the voice of God in everyday occurrences, natural incidents, pictures, symbols, numbers, and what you may have called coincidences. I have Adam Thompson and Adrian Beal with me today. Welcome to Messianic Vision. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Hi, Donna. Well, I'm so excited to have you guys uh, with me. This is definitely a fascinating topic. But before we get into it, you know, I see that you two don't just move in the prophetic, which that in itself is wonderful and needed, but you're really dedicated to meeting all the needs of the body and the people that you minister to. You know what? I was blown away by a recent miracle that you told me about um, involving a six-month-old little baby. Tell me about Ted. Yes, that's right. It's... um when we were, I was in actually our hometown, and um, uh, there was uh, 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 someone contacted us, and because uh, they had a baby, a six-month-old boy called Ted, who unfortunately um, had meningococcal disease, and um, uh, we, you know, I was we were called in, and, and I went into the hospital uh, to pray for uh, the boy. And it was a horrible scene when we went. In, I went into the ICU, and uh, the baby wasn't in a good way. He was, um, uh, his eyes were bloodshot, and uh, and he and he was crying and screaming out. He was, and he apparently he's been he was doing it for for days before I got there. And um, there was this, uh, they suspected brain damage, and uh, he wasn't responding to the parents, and it was a horrible situation. Mm. And I. I witnessed it myself, and when I went into the ICU room, um, uh, we just started to pray, and we tried to, you know, also we prayed for the parents. And in saying all this, there was a lot of other people praying in the body of Christ for this baby as well, uh, internationally. And so I had the privilege to come in here, to go, to go into the um, ICU, and lay hands on the boy. And there was, I was with the family. And I was decreeing, Thy will be done, your kingdom come, on little Ted. Ted was his name. And I was decreeing, Thy will be done, your kingdom come, on Ted, as it is in heaven. And what happened, I sensed a company of angels standing in the room, and the parents started to cry. Mm. And it was such a strong glory of God's presence. And the baby uh, stopped crying, uh, and just was there was a lot of peace over the boy. And he, and he went to sleep. And uh, I had a, a witness in my spirit, and I said to the parents that, look, um, I believe a miracle has happened. The presence of God and the kingdom of God is here right now. And the parents were just really beside themselves and actually were weeping under the anointing. And 
Long story short, the next day we had the news that the that little Ted was completely healed, and um, it was a lot. It's a, a meningococcal meningococcal disease is a life threatening disease. Yes, it's a horrible yes. Disease. And uh, the, what happened was that within 48 hours he was actually sent home and completely healed and restored. And there was a news article over the whole healing as well. So. Oh, that is that is wonderful. That is amazing, and that's one thing that I certainly appreciate about you too. That you you minister together often. Signs and wonders confirm the preaching of the word or the prophetic word. So, uh, Adrian and I do see a lot of miracles. So we're really blessed to see the Lord's hand on all this. Adam made mention there of walking into the intensive care unit in the hospital and seeing or being aware of uh, an army of angels in the room with him. Very often we do have angels accompanying or witnessing with our ministry. Yes. And I I believe that it's not just unique to us. And I believe that yourself, Donna, and your audience, the radio audience listening to us today, have angels with them and and so that that they're waiting for uh, the audience and for us as Christians to start to decree God's word so that they can start to do uh, what God has uh, created them to be, uh, the, you know, the servants for the kingdom. Let's start here. Adrian, I know many people feel like they never hear from God, but you say that's simply not true. Explain. Um, I, I think that's uh, a lot of us would struggle sometimes in the, on the natural realm, believing that we're hearing from God. But God, I believe that God is continually speaking to us or regularly speaking to us. We, we don't always pick it up. Now, as sons of God and as Christians, we read the Word of God, but God can be communicating to us on different levels. And God, we know that revelation can come to us as we're reading the Word of God and through dreams and visions, uh, on, you know, for personal level things. But very yes. often God will communicate through everyday events. And really, the, the book that we put together on God's prophetic symbolism in everyday life is really a, a book to... Um, upskill, up as it were, or to make an, raise the awareness within the body of Christ that God is, is regularly speaking, but we're not always picking up what he's saying. Sure, sure. And you know what? I, I know you talk about people uh, being uh, able to understand and recognize personal things, but some things are of a great magnitude. I mean, maybe not be personal to you at the moment when they're happening, but they're like things that happen on on the, the world stage. And, you know, here's a big yes. here's a big one. I am a huge movie fan. And this year at the Oscars, the 2017 Oscars, an unheard of mistake was made. And I sat there and I I watched that. Describe that scene and and what it meant. Uh, that's a great uh, question, Donna. As I was uh, as I saw that unfold, I, I said, "The Lord, sure, that got so much attention and was broadcast throughout the world that it, it, perhaps there's a message in it. What is the message, Lord?" And sometimes we these these things go unnoticed by the general populace. Yes, but it was such a catastrophic sign. Now. This had happened this year, but late last year, the U.S. election took place. And the movie, uh, it was announced that the movie La La Land had won the Best Picture uh, nomination. Yes. And as the 
the cast and crew stepped forward to the podium to receive their prize. Suddenly, uh, it was announced that another movie, the movie Moonlight, had actually taken that award. What a what a, a powerfully embarrassing and public blunder! But suddenly, a prophetic sign statement. What, what I believe that God was showing us through that is this: that uh, late last year, when the election took place, there were those who were advocates for either one side or the other, but particularly those in for those who were in La La Land or those who were not living in a level of reality, which we would call La La Land. And it, as I'm using these, uh, as I'm speaking through these two movies, I'm only talking about the movie titles. I'm not talking about their content. But yes. La La Land could be the depiction of those who are not living in reality. They thought that their, that their candidate had won the election mm-hmm. and suddenly Moonlight, which is a reflection of the sun's glory and as such is a depiction of the bride of Christ uh, uh, reflecting that glory into a darkened world. It was announced that Moonlight had actually won. I believe what had taken place is the body of Christ had united mm-hmm. and e- even the Amish came out and voted for their presidential <laughs> nominee. Uh, I read articles that said that they had come out and voted. And uh, to me, the, the, the body of Christ had united and together uh, I believe that God had uh, had. Uh, thwarted antichrist influences mm-hmm. in positions of power mm-hmm. and uh, placed his man into the situation. Yes, and and you even talk about why you think that God would have even allowed such an orchestration of event to to happen here, and maybe what He was showing us through that. I believe that God was showing us that he is sovereign and that nothing happens on the world stage that cannot be redeemed according to his knowledge and purpose. And you see that in Daniel 2.21, I think it is, that he he puts kings in place and he deposes kings. And so let me just repeat that. There's nothing that takes place that can't be redeemed according to his knowledge and purpose when we are united in prayer. Some people uh, call Jesus... Uh, calls prophets uh, mentions in Ephesians four eleven how God calls you know prophets pastors apostles mm-hmm. teachers evangelists but um, God calls prophets uh, people it, to come into the office of the prophet but we're all prophetic so we all can hear from God and and communicate with God um, it says in Hebrews chapter one that you know our forefathers used to go to the prophets to hear from God but in, in you know in our last days or in this new covenant era. Mm-hmm. We can all hear from God through Jesus Christ, so we can all uh, experience the voice of God. But there's so many different elements to that. You can get an audible voice, sure. you know, which I have had. The Lord Jesus stood before me in the living room. Um, you can actually get a, a, a revelation, uh, and a dream encounter um, with um, a dream in the night or a vision. Uh, but also when it comes to um, uh, this type of teaching that we're releasing in 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 God's prophetic symbolism, is you can see and you can discern uh, natural events, but then unusual, unseasonal natural events that happen in your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and it could happen um, uh, like it could happen uh, on a daily base for a season, mm-hmm. um, but it could, uh, but it also can happen like you know once a month. But it's something that's just so unusual, yes, and it might be unseasonal. And God can be speaking to you. There's an underlay of uh, of revelation, and you can't just write off these things when you see them and think, "Oh, that's just 
uh, that was just uh, weird or, or that, you know, that was unusual. But you've you got to actually discern, and uh, and that comes through walking in the Spirit, discern what the Holy Spirit is saying to right. you in that. And, and you sort of ask yourself uh, how you discern that too to help you, to help the people out there, the listeners. You ask yourself, what would that mean if, if that was a dream, if I dreamt that? So mm-hmm. God can speak to us in these natural events, these mm-hmm. unusual events, and it's in the same principle with the interpretation of symbolism and parables. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, here's a question that I'm sure the listeners are asking. So are you telling us that that even though we are not considered in working in the office or the calling of a prophet, that any believer can learn to recognize the supernatural and the natural? That's, that's correct. Every believer, because we're in the New Covenant era, and Jesus, through the resurrection power, actually kind of hand, handed the baton to us. And uh, we can, um, it says in 1 John 2, 6, whoever claims to know Jesus or know the Lord must walk the way Jesus walked. And we have the inheritance to walk in that authority mm-hmm. and be sons and mm-hmm. have that communication mm-hmm. with our Heavenly Father so we can sure. walk in here sure. and we can all be prophetic. Well, the thing I really liked about your book and this teaching is um, you're not just telling me that I can that I can, you know, see the supernatural and the natural. You're actually teaching me how to do that, because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that that say, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what you mean. And you don't just leave them. I mean, this is um, it's a it's a very uh practical and great tool for people to to learn this so i think what we need is some teaching here (laughs) and uh, so this is this is exciting to me can i just say we just got to be very careful with this too and and you need to really um uh, read the book before you go to the dictionary of the book uh, because we've got to be careful we don't look for omens sure Look for signs, uh, because even Jesus said a generation, a, gener- a wicked generation looks for signs. Mm-hmm. But these signs have to come looking for you, all right? And uh, we can't be caught up in looking for omens and become superstitious. But we, these signs come looking for you. So it's something that's just completely uh, out of the blue or left field, and it could be unseasonal, and you actually, uh, God is speaking to you personally, and he can speak to you in a larger way like uh, when it comes to a major event what adrian was talking about with the oscars mm-hmm. yes so you're talking about a, ba- a balance here learning to look for these things but yet not discounting that we need a personal relationship with the holy spirit to to guide us and and to show us these things yes absolutely we, that's true Okay, great. Let me ask you this, Adrian. I mean, we just we just talked a little bit about God speaking to us audibly. We all know that He can do that uh, if He chooses to. But what has been your experiences in the in the ways that He speaks to us? So there are there are several ways. Like we've talked about things on the world stage, and uh, God often would speak to me through uh, re- repetitive numbers, or I may wake up in the morning and I have a song going over in my heart that mm-hmm. I that I didn't go to bed with mm-hmm. uh, that can be the vo- that can be the voice of God speaking to me and if I start to consider the words of that song and, and maybe uh, depending on what the words are I may consider the singer and so on in in preparation to see what God is saying 
But it, normally it's something that gets your attention. You go, oh, well, I wasn't thinking about that last night or I've never seen that before or that's that's an unseasonal uh, experience. Sure. I've never seen th th those flowers or, or that tree blossom at this time of the year or I've never seen those birds flying, you know, together in that formation, mm -hmm. you know, around this area, those sort of things. Or, you know, why would these, why would those um, pelicans all be here? There's no body of water here. That's like, yes. that's a bit strange. Uh, and and then, like Adam was saying, you, 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 you sort of tap into God and you say, what would that be? What, what is, what is that? If that, Lord, if, that, if that's you speaking, would you show me what that is? Show me what that could mean. Yes. Well, you know what? Speaking of things that people have never seen before, uh, tell us the story about the thing that happened on November the 6th uh, in Russia. Uh, in, uh, on November the 6th in Russia, the, the day after the U.S. presidential election, uh, a part of the coastline, 11-mile part of the coastline, was covered in snowballs. Snowballs. Which ranged... Snowballs. Yeah. So in... But, they ranged in size from tennis balls to snowballs that were three feet in diameter. Can you imagine an 11-mile piece of coast? You know, lots of, so instead of sand, you've got all these snowballs lined up for 11 miles. It certainly will get your attention. Of course. And, and the local people said they'd never seen that before, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, it's a phenomenon that they say, well, they account for it, um, you know, environmentally, that it's a piece of ice that's been blown along, the, you know, the surface that it's in, and it's gathered snow, and over time it's developed into a snowball. That's how science would account for the phenomenon, yes. Um, interesting thing, though, is like in our everyday life, when snow falls and you have a snowball and we have a snowball fight, mm -hmm. normally it's out of jest, it's out of fun. Yes. But, but because... Uh, in the scripture, uh, balls or things that you can throw, projectiles, and you'll see that arrows are words. You know, the enemy has fiery darts, and, and that's like words that get inside of us. Yes. And you'll see from the Psalms that arrows can be can be words that penetrate the heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a ball, in, in symbol, symbolically, can be a picture of words. We throw words and we catch words just as we would with a ball. Yes. And so the snowballs can be cold words that are spoken one to another. And it, it's very interesting that together with uh, this taking place in Russia, that there is at the moment this uh, issue between Russia or speculated uh, Russian interference in yes. the election and all the, the yes. all the momentum that it's gathered and the investigations and it's, it's just this ongoing uh, drama or issue that's going on with, with a question mark over it. Mm -hmm. And so the the eleven mile I believe that the eleven mile piece of coastline covered in snowballs uh, is uh, is a sign. Uh, particularly the day after the, the U.S. election. Uh, and it, 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 for me, I, I can see that it's uh, sending a message either of a renewed relationship between Russia and the United States, or it could be uh, a warning for, for the readiness to launch cold words between the two nations, mm -hmm. or it could be the warning of something snowballing out of control. Sure. And... Uh, now, so that there are three ways you, or maybe there's another, but maybe that at least there are three possible interpretations for that incident. Then I think it's, it's, uh, 
uh, behoves us as, as the body of Christ to pray into that situation so that we do develop a, a better relationship with Russia and that this this whole issue about their interference and yes and yeah. uh, you know, the the president the, the current president we need that that whole thing to quell down so that we can build a, a, a working relationship sure. with that country. Well, you know what? We're going to go to break, but I wanted to just say this. As you were saying all that and putting it together, I'm sure the listeners were hanging on to every word like I was, but the thing that jumped out to me is you said it was something that had not been seen before. It was something unusual. It was a rare occurrence, and it's something that just jumps out at people. So all those things signaled you to say, uh, could this be trying to communicate something else. What could this mean? So you got those three possible scenarios from asking the question, Lord, could this mean something else? So I think that's a huge point to, for us to know. Absolutely. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's good. So um, we're going to take a break. This is Messianic Vision, and you've been listening to our guest, Adam Thompson and Adrian Bill. Sid and I want to make sure that you get Adam and Adrian's brand new book called God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life. Also included is Adam Thompson's book, From Heaven to Earth, and two exclusive to our Messianic Vision and its supernatural audience, two teaching CDs, Recognizing Prophetic Signs. When we come back, both Adam and Adrian are going to share some incidences that they recognized as prophetic signs and how you can learn to do the same thing. We'll be right back. Have you ever seen a number over and over again and you said, I wonder if that means anything? Maybe you noticed a particular word or sound and you thought, is someone trying to tell me something? Adam Thompson and Adrian Beal want you to know that there is a prophetic language embedded within your daily encounters. Oftentimes, God chooses to speak through everyday signs, symbols, and pictures. Unfortunately, many have not learned how to decode God's prophetic language. Many believers think that God's not speaking to them, but that's simply not true. He's speaking to them all the time. Call now and get Adam Thompson and Adrian Beale's revelatory book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and their anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Recognizing Prophetic Signs, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, you will receive Adam Thompson's powerful book, From Heaven to Earth, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9514. If you're one who wants to hear the voice of God, well, then this book is a divine appointment for you. Adam and Adrian's brand new book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and their anointed and exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Recognizing Prophetic Signs, will begin to help you hear, see, recognize the voice of God in everyday occurrences, natural incidents, pictures, symbols, and so-called coincidences. Through the book and two-part audio CD series, you will learn how God uses everyday signs like repeating numbers on your clock, license plate, unusual images, occurrences, and so much more as metaphors and symbols to speak directly into your life. Learn how to tune your prophetic senses to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in your dreams and in your visions. The book includes a comprehensive dictionary of symbols. It has quite an in-depth dictionary of symbols and something like an average of 15 to 20 scriptures on every symbol. I think it's about 3,000 symbols in this book, God's Prophetic Symbolism. Plus, you will receive Adam Thompson's 
Ben's powerful book, From Heaven to Earth. Through this book, he will help you know your identity and inheritance as a citizen of God's supernatural kingdom, and you will start living this supernatural quality of life right now. Learn how to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice and hear Him more clearly. Discern the influence of angels in dreams, visions, and divine encounters. Activate your dreams and visions through faith, bringing the invisible into reality. Make evangelism easy through dream interpretation. It's going to open up a whole new world to you. It's going to open up the invisible world. I can't wait to get in your hands their brand new book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and Adam Thompson's book, From Heaven to Earth, and the exclusive two CD set, Recognizing Prophetic Signs. Don't miss out on getting Adam Thompson and Adrian Beale's revelatory book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and their anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Recognizing Prophetic Signs, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, you will receive Adam Thompson's powerful book, From Heaven to Earth, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9514. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9514 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. Well, right before we went to break, I was speaking with Adam Thompson and Adrian Beal, and we talked a little bit about balance. Adam, tell us a little bit more about that. I just want to cover that um, when you just when you actually see these natural incidents that are unusual, you just need to have a balanced outlook, and you can't take things to too, you know, be too extreme um, because um, uh, when God shows you these things, you've got to really discern what the Spirit is saying to your spirit man, what the Holy Spirit is saying to your spirit man. Mm-hmm. That's why you need a real foundational understanding of the Word of God. So it's very important when you're actually uh, out of the relationship with the Heavenly Father, it's very important to be able to discern what the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is saying to your spirit man rather than having the soul telling you what you think the sign is. So I just wanted to clarify that to oh, the yes. listeners out there because um, it's very serious. We, don't, we take this seriously. We don't want people to be misled. Thank you for that, Adam, definitely. Um, Adrian, talk to us a little bit about some signs and symbols and some experiences that you had regarding that. There was a, there was a time, thank you, Donna, but, uh, and, and the people that are listening may be able to relate to this. You know, there are, there are times when we, we, we undergo spiritual warfare and we, are, we feel like we're under attack. And uh, this first thing I want to share or this first story I want to share is one of those times there was a time a number of years ago when I was experiencing some 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 issues physically. I mean, I would lay down on my bed and I would hear my pulse in my head, you know, thumping away as I was laying on my bed. And the enemy was in my ear about my health and the prospect of death. And, you know, I, I took the whole thing seriously. And just so that you understand how serious I, I took it, I, I wrote my, you know, my last will and testament, just making sure that my wife and children were were cared for or considered if, if, you know, if that possibility was to take, to take place. And uh, Adam and I were about to go uh, on a ministry tour. I decided to go into the bush, go out there into the, uh, and camp with another gentleman and uh, to seek God, to seek a breakthrough, but also to receive uh, revelation and the Lord's mm-hmm. 
a presence for ministry on the tour that was up, up and coming. And uh, one, uh, it was on the second day, and I was fasting at the same time. It was on the second day I, I was out there. There's nobody else around. It's like it's like a lunar landscape with a, with with some trees in amongst the rocks and so on, and a few kangaroos and those sort of things. Yeah, <laughs> uh, quite a uh, quite a pretty scene, but in a, in Australia's way, you know what I mean? It's, yes. it's like a, a barren land, but there is nature. It's really nature at its best here in Australia. And uh, so I, I was asking God about those things, and. Battling, I was reading. I took my Bible out there. I took a, a, a chair, camp chair, and I was sitting out there writing notes, just reading the word, looking to see what God would be saying to me. And I come across, I came across the word from Matthew 10, where He says, "He that finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it." And the, the last part of that verse just jumped out at me. He says, "He who loses his life for my sake will find it." And it just, it just dawned on me that even if I lost my physical life. If I gave it for Christ, then I would have achieved everything that God had asked of me. And it, it just lifted the pressure of the attack or of my physical symptoms off of me at yes. that time. And, and as that revelation came to me, the, 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 now, I would probably be one of the most level-headed, logical, and if you were to ask Adam, <laughs> you know, like reasoned person, if you, if you mean logical, cognitive type people that he would know. Uh, and, uh, you know, what happened was that the clouds above me were moving quite regularly through that space that I was in. You know, uh, you know, the, uh, the heavens above me were moving through. And as I started to get their revelation, he who loses his life and my sake will find it, mm -hmm. uh, a big black cloud came centerpiece into that area, and it was in the shape of a dragon. Well, there was nobody else around me. I started to rebuke this 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 dragon. I, I saw that as symbolic of the devil's attack on my life, and as I, I started to to decree and rebuke it, and I was using this word here from Matthew 10 that he that finds his life will lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake will find it. Mm -hmm. And I started to to speak against the enemy's attack on my life, and as I did. It resisted, that. and the other clouds, the other side, seemed to morph and change shape and move on, but that stayed there, and it was almost like it was in slow motion. And so I continued, and I got louder and louder because nobody else around me, and suddenly it dissipated, and in its place, a cloud that looked like a man on a cross came into that position. I mean, it, it freaked me out. It, it, yeah. To me, it was like God using the clouds to communicate to me. And now... I'm sure that your listeners have had experiences where they've seen clouds in the shape of a dove yes, or, or, or yes. you know, a, a deer or some other similar thing that God is potentially speaking to them out of. And so it opened my, my eyes in a number of areas that God could speak to us outside of the normal uh, and everyday experiences, everyday events. And it, it, there was a sense of the set, being set free. It was a sense of God was witnessing with the breakthrough that I experienced. And it, it, it gave me a confidence and it gave me a, a new resolve. I got a revelation from the Word of God and I've seen that witnessed in the sky as, as Jesus 
that conquered that attack, as yes. it were, in the heavens. Yes, and you would consider that a symbol. Let's talk about sounds for a moment, because I know that you said, you know, you got you got the sound, you heard the sound, literally heard the sound of a text message on your phone, and when you looked, there was nothing there. But the thing that I loved so much about that is you said you recognized that as when God was about to speak to you. Tell us about that. I was uh, traveling with two other gentlemen uh, in the eastern states of Australia. We'd left really early in the morning because we had to, well, I was, there was two churches that I was going to speak at on that day. And uh, we were just traveling along, you know, as you do, we're just, you know, it was a little bit too early to be into open conversation, but we were just sort of sitting there half asleep, half awake as we were driving through the Australian countryside and the, and the Blue Mountains, as they're known. And uh, suddenly my phone just gave that signal that it had received a text message. I'm not sure what yours sounds like, but you, yes. you know that's familiar yes. sound. Yes. And so I, I, I picked it up. And in those days, it was one of those flip phones. So I flipped it open, <laughs> and there was no text, and there was no text message there. And uh, I went, oh. Uh, and then it dawned on me that that could be a message from God. That, that could be God could be speaking to me because it had happened to me once before. So it, it drew my attention, but. And in that instant, I would say within that next minute, on the iPod in the car was playing um, the, the testimony of Smith Wigglesworth. Yes. Uh, and someone was speaking about Smith and some of the incidents in his life. And in that minute of frame that I was expecting God to speak to me, the gentleman mentioned that uh, Smith Wigglesworth had been backslidden. And to me, that was a revelation. I'd never, I never even considered that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that, and me so either. it jumped out of me. And went, wow! And so that hit me as a revelation. I had had my phone give me that text message type signal that, that wasn't really a text message. I thought, ah, God's speaking to me. And then I put two and two together, and I said, ah, that's that's really something that concerns me. And then it, I, I re, was reminded that the pastor where I was going to visit the second of the two churches I was going to visit had told me that her son-in-law hadn't been to church for a long, long time. And so in some sense, in inverted commas, he could be backslidden. And I, I thought, ah, I know what God wants me to do. God wants me to weave in this testimony of Smith Wigglesworth mm-hmm. into whatever I share at that place. And as I did, uh, the, the whole atmosphere of that meeting changed. Uh, it was really one of those meetings that was you, you couldn't forget. It was it was a memorable moment. There was more taking place than I can share here right now. But um, let me just say that after I'd finished speaking, I invited those that related to what I was sharing to to come forward, and I would love to pray with them. And I would say there was over a dozen people who came forward, and so the first person. Uh, I, I spoke to was a lady, you know, she had gray hair, she was uh, long gray hair, uh, and she said to me, she said, I'm the person, and I wasn't even sure what person she meant, and she said, I'm the person who wants to rededicate their life to the Lord. She said, before you do pray for me, let me tell you my story. I was a nun, and I, I had been defrocked by my order. Wow, that just blew me away. Yeah, absolutely blew me away, and I started to to think of how God, how good our God is. Mm-hmm. And then the next person was a lady with she had green and purple in her hair, and 
she said, I'm, I'm the person. And I thought, well, I, the other person was the person, so I don't know. Oh, you're, I said, you're the person what? And she said, I'm the person who wants to rededicate her life to the Lord. And I went, okay. She said, let me tell you, I, I've just come out of a lesbian relationship, but I did know the Lord, and I, I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. And so it, it went on down the line, even to include the uh, pastor's son-in-law. Absolutely amazing time. And just by simply hearing God's voice or potentially hearing God's voice and those symbols, uh, as I heard my phone, Mm -hmm. give its text message, nothing there, and then suddenly putting the the equation together, two and two together, to realize that he was communicating that I should include in my message about being backslidden. Yes. You know, something I learned from reading your book, uh, that you guys talk about God being... um, uh, recognizing that we're all unique and he speaks to us in unique ways. So I feel like that that's what I can learn. I learned a lot about that uh, reading your book. And I know a lot of people that are listening can can relate to that as well. I, they just need to learn what to listen for, how to interpret it, ask God for the understanding. Uh, you guys make it seem so easy, but um, I'm going to work on it, okay? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Adam. Tell us a little bit about um, the natural signs with prophetic meanings. I know that that we have to look at that beyond the natural. How do we do that? We need to be able to sort of also uh, have a uh, apply the word to when we actually get a, a sign or prophetic symbol that comes out of left field. We need to sort of um, make sure that we just sort of ask the Holy Spirit to confirm things with the Word of God as well. So, And I've said this earlier, but I just want, I, I do really, I'm very, um, um, I just want to uh, uh, make sure that people do understand that we're not, we're not talking about superstitious here. It's like when we do, when we do dream interpretation. Yes. We say this, we say we're not sitting around like just doing horoscopes. There needs to be fruit in it and it needs to be a means to an end there needs to be an end in itself, I should say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, there's got to be fruit. It's got to be some miracle that comes out of it. So when it comes to uh, discerning signs and discerning something that comes you know, out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. uh, we need to have fruit out of it. We need to be able to have a, uh, the strategy to be able to. Yes. Maybe it might be something that's negative. It might seem negative. It's like with a dream, you might have a nightmare, but it could be God showing a warning for us to actually sure. authority to shut down the plans of hell. Yes. And uh, the same thing in the natural, if we see something, it might be a bit scary. It might be uh, something that uh, might not be positive, but it might be a warning. So we've got mm-hmm. to look at everything glass mm-hmm. half full so that we can speak life and decree and shut down uh, demonic powers and release uh, release heaven, the kingdom of heaven on earth as, you know, as it is in heaven. So. Right. Right. That's good. That's really good. You know, um, I I know you talk about a natural incident that has a spiritual meaning. And way back, you know, uh, even even back to when the Nile turned into blood. That's right. Yeah. And another passage of scripture uh, in um, Exodus chapter seven, where um, uh, when the Nile turns to blood and people would think, and I've had people ask the question, why did the Nile turn to blood? What does that mean? Um, you know, what that was a pretty good display as of, uh, mm, yes. of a party trick, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that would be a hard one to pull off, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the reality is that um, 
that Pharaoh was controlled by a principality. And um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in Exodus chapter 6, when, uh, when Moses confronted Pharaoh, he got angry and he upped the stakes with the Hebrews. He said, you can collect your own straw. So this principality was operating through Pharaoh, and it's, uh, it was pretty powerful. But the Lord, um, the first uh, sign was that uh, was the Nile turning to blood. Now, now, why did it turn to blood? Well, the blood represents the coming Messiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nile turning to blood completely dismantled this principality. So that was a major natural sign yes. uh, to tell us that... Um, to tell the Hebrews that um, this principality was dismantled, and then, and then Pharaoh was just pretty much come to a, 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 to the power of a simple man, and mm-hmm. the Lord said to Moses, "Now I'm sending you as God in the position of God," and uh, and then the rest was history. So. Right, and of course the scientists all try to explain it away why things like that happen, but this was a major natural incident that physically took place that had a spiritual meaning. No, it did. It was a, it was definitely a natural sign that had an, un, uh, an underlay of, of a prophetic meaning behind it, a prophetic message. Yes. And, and then going from that tremendous natural incident that happened to something tiny that you recognized as a spiritual sign. Tell me about the ladybug. I was driving in this car, and uh, when I come back from overseas to do a, a meeting in South Australia... And I was feeling completely exhausted. And I, in the car, as I was driving along, I noticed on my left thigh there was a, uh, a ladybug walking around on my left thigh. And I thought to myself, wow, I haven't seen one of those things since I was a kid, since I was a child. And um, I thought, that's really unusual. I haven't seen one since I was a kid, but also it's strange that it's actually in my car, my Mazda and as I was driving along, it was walking up and down my left thigh. But then I sensed the Spirit of God, like Jeremiah, he said to me, what do you see? What are you seeing? I see a, a, a ladybug walking up and down my left thigh. <laughs> well, a thigh um, in, in the natural, a left thigh means your physical strength, right? And this applies to when it comes to dream interpretations as well. We do teach this. Yes. The right thigh, it means your spiritual strength. Right? It can mean that. And a ladybug is, um, was created to uh, consume the aphids that destroy the fruit, uh, uh, destroy fruit. So these ladybugs are created to actually preserve fruit. And uh, this is what they're designed by God to do. That's their job is to uh, protect the fruit. And uh, when I saw this, the Lord spoke to me and said, Adam, I've sent you an angel to give you strength, to uh, give you strength and destroy the plans of hell so that your fruit can remain. Yes. So um, the Lord, when he shows you something like this, he just gave me a strategy to start praying and and agreeing that this angel, now angels do strengthen us. It says that in in the Gospels when... uh, when the Lord was in the, the, the Mount, Ol- Mount of Olives, the, the angel came and strengthened Jesus. Even when it comes to um, uh, Elijah and 
First Kings 19, the angel woke him up and gave him something to eat and mm-hmm. strengthened him for mm-hmm. 40 days. So this can happen. So I started praying and agreeing, and what I saw in the natural, this sign, I'm agreeing and I'm, and I'm decreeing this strength. This angel has given me strength in the name of Jesus, and I thank the Holy Spirit. And I felt this complete surge of energy and strength came to me, and it, and it sustained me to go on and minister in my hometown, and and that was a it was a real supernatural yes. encounter. For me. Yes, that is amazing, Adrian. As we learn more about how God speaks to us, and you guys are teaching us, what happens? As we develop and we become sensitive to the voice of the Spirit, we, we, the Spirit of understanding develops and and it communicates through us and to us, so that we develop a language or a, a vocabulary, as it mm-hmm. were, so that we can hear God. We hear God as we're reading the Word. We can hear God as we're dreaming or we receive visions. Yes. Uh, on occasion, we might have that audible voice or, or the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. But it, it develops as we grow. Yes. And uh, it's, 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 it's not an overnight thing, but it, what it is is it's something that grows. Uh, Adam has a really good teaching about as we practice our discernment from mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 5 mm-hmm. that uh, what happens is we start to, step into maturity and you know it talks of that in hebrews chapter six you know as we we, we we're called to move on into maturity and so for everyone who's listening it, it doesn't happen overnight but as you start to experience these things there's it's almost like a vocabulary starts to develop and then you start to spot it more readily and i don't say that adam and i are, are experts by any means but we are in the process of learning like everyone else yes uh, and our vocabulary is increasing and, and we believe that God is, is raising up uh, an awareness in this hour so that we can be those that discern what, what's taking place, it, it, you know, both personally and on the world stage, so as sons of God that we can prepare or, or take the correct actions uh, according to what he's showing us. Well, I'm talking with Adam Thompson and Adrian Beale, and they have designed a brand-new book, called God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and it will provide easy-to-understand teaching on the ways that God speaks to us and the importance of recognizing and understanding and interpreting His voice. Well, after this break, we're going to talk to Adam and Adrian about names and numbers. Are they prophetic signs? We'll find out in just a moment. Have you ever seen a number over and over again and you said, I wonder if that means anything? Maybe you noticed a particular word or sound and you thought, is someone trying to tell me something? Adam Thompson and Adrian Beale want you to know that there is a prophetic language embedded within your daily encounters. Oftentimes, God chooses to speak through everyday signs, symbols, and pictures. Unfortunately, many have not learned how to decode God's prophetic language. Many believers think that God's not speaking to them, but that's simply not true true. He's speaking to them all the time. Call now and get Adam Thompson and Adrian Beale's revelatory book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and their anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Recognizing Prophetic Signs, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, you will receive Adam Thompson's powerful book, From Heaven to Earth, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9514. If you're one who wants to hear the voice of God, 
Well, then this book is a divine appointment for you. Adam and Adrian's brand new book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and their anointed and exclusive two-part audio CD teaching, Recognizing Prophetic Signs, will begin to help you hear, see, recognize the voice of God in everyday occurrences, natural incidents, pictures, symbols, and so-called coincidences. Through the book and two-part audio CD series, you will learn how God uses everyday signs like repeating numbers on your clock, license plate, unusual images, occurrences, and so much more as metaphors and symbols to speak directly into your life. Learn how to tune your prophetic senses to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in your dreams and in your visions. The book includes a comprehensive dictionary of symbols. It has quite an in-depth dictionary of symbols and something like an average of 15 to 20 scriptures on every symbol. I think it's about 3,000 symbols in this book. God's prophetic symbolism. Plus, you will receive Adam Thompson's powerful book, From Heaven to Earth. Through this book, he will help you know your identity and inheritance as a citizen of God's supernatural kingdom, and you will start living this supernatural quality of life right now. Learn how to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice and hear Him more clearly. Discern the influence of angels in dreams, visions, and divine encounters. Activate your dreams and visions through faith, bringing the invisible into reality. Make evangelists easy through dream interpretation. It's going to open up a whole new world to you. It's going to open up the invisible world. I can't wait to get in your hands. Their brand new book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and Adam Thompson's book, From Heaven to Earth, and the exclusive two CD set, recognizing prophetic signs. Don't miss out on getting Adam Thompson and Adrian Beale's revelatory book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life, and their anointed two-part audio CD teaching, Recognizing Prophetic Signs, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Plus, you will receive Adam Thompson's powerful book, From Heaven to Earth, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9514. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9514 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Well, welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Adam and Adrian. Adrian, tell me about the spiritual overlay of the creation. What does that mean? Right at the very beginning of the Bible, we read of the history of the uh, heavens and the earth. Verse 1 of Genesis 1 1 and, and verse 4 of Genesis chapter 2 speak about the generations of the heavens and the earth. Well, right at the very beginning of, of the book of the Bible, uh, God outlays the physical creation, but beneath the surface, or as an overlay in that physical creation, of what is taking place spiritually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on day one, uh, God called forth light. And that's symbolic of Jesus coming to the earth. You know, John 8, verse 12, I believe it is, it says that he is the light of the of the world. Yes. On day two, uh, it says that he separated the waters above from the waters below and established the firmament between them or the heavens between them. Any, anywhere in Scripture where you see a separation of waters, when Moses separated the waters, when Elijah and Elisha passed through the waters, it's symbolic of death. And so... Right from the very beginning, Jesus, day one, came to earth. 
And day two, it's, it's depicted that he died. On day three, it says that the, of the waters that were gathered together under the heavens, he caused dry land to appear and then plant life to come from that dry land. And that, that dry land coming out of the waters is symbolic of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. The Bible says uh, in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And so realize that as the earth comes out of the water and we baptize by full immersion, so the yes. waters is symbolic, symbolic of the, the death of sin that covered the earth. And now Jesus is being resurrected and plant life is being renewed onto earth. On day four, it says that he set the sun into the day sky and the moon into the night sky to have rule and dominion over the day and over the night. We realize from Malachi 4 verse 2 that the Bible says that for those who fear his name, uh, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And that's a depiction of Jesus being enthroned and lifted into his heavenly enthronement. And we likewise, as the moon or his bride, now reflect his glory into a darkened world. And so Jesus has dominion and has given us dominion over a darkened world. On day five, he created um, life out of the waters. And so the birds and the fish, it says in Genesis on day five, came out of the waters. And uh, Adam or mankind was given dominion over both of those species. Now, both birds and fish have wings. Yes. We, we call fish, fish wings flippers and fins, but basically they're swimming through that water or gliding through the, that, a different medium. And so it, it's symbolic of... Uh, demean over spirit beings above the earth and under the earth. And then on day six, he created uh, animal life on earth and man in his own image. And then on, on day seven, uh, he rested. And so w- what you see there is not only do you, s- we've majored in on the physical creation, but God has also telegraphed to us a message from the very beginning of, of the scripture uh, that there was a, a deeper spiritual truth to be uncovered that he would release so that we can see that Jesus would come, would die for us, would establish his kingdom, and now he's given us dominion in that kingdom. Yes, yes, wow. Adrian, talk to us about names. Can God speak to us through names? Oh, names are very significant. Uh, you, you know, you see street names, you see business names, you see all names everywhere. So if we are continually seeing a name over a period of time, then we, we probably should ask for understanding and say, you know, Lord, is this a message for me? And, uh, you know, Holy Spirit, what, what do you want to tell me through this? Or what do you want to show me? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You know, you... Know, you People may people may frequent McDonald's, you know, the chain restaurant. <laughs> uh, Donald Donald means the man who owns everything, and the, the the prefix Mac means the son of. And so, if you if you were in a, an experience and you were sitting there, and uh, you were upstairs in that place, you could be in an upper room of the you could, with the son of the man who owns everything. And, and so, sometimes God can speak to you through uh, just uh, strange situations and scenarios. Right. Right. Adam, let's talk about numbers a little bit. You've got some very interesting teaching on numbers. Yeah, well, Adrian and I have been teaching on it uh, for quite some time, especially when it comes to the dreams and visions. But even uh, when it comes to natural phenomena, you know, which is a very good one, most of us, most of the listeners out there must uh, uh, see the number 1111 often. And I get that all the time. People say, how come... I see 11, 11. I just keep seeing 11, 11. 
So 1111 um, is a good one, and it can be many aspects to it, but I'll give one example. 1111, and we do, uh, with numbers, sometimes we uh, we use, we do actually use scriptures. It can be scripture references. Mm-hmm. So 1111 can mean resurrection. So, for example, in uh, Revelation uh, 11, uh, verse 11, talks about how the two witnesses were raised from the dead. Yes. And then also in John 11, 11, where Jesus said, I'm going to wake up Lazarus. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a, a number of resurrection power. So if you're in a situation, uh, you might have uh, a spirit of death in the family. Uh, someone might be terminally ill or there might be some sort of sickness or you might be feeling fatigue. Uh, you might have chronic fatigue syndrome and you might be seeing... Um, 1111 everywhere, Mm -hmm. God is uh, Mm -hmm. saying to you as a prophetic sign that he's raising you up out of your deathbed or he's raising your your mother or your father or your brother or your family member out of the the death situation or you might be uh, raising you up out of your sickness. And when you see this, you need to sort of start decreeing the resurrection power, decreeing the word of the Lord over your situation. And... um, uh, and then uh, believe that God's going because we've we've seen a lot of uh, tests. We get a lot of testimonies with this. Adrian uh, also teaches this as well. Uh, Adrian, you might want to share about the 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 three three three. Yeah, Adam has a, a, a take on three 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 that is, is you're about to give birth to the promises of God. But I see on Jeremiah thirty three three where where God says. Call unto me, and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And so when I see that, it really depends on the context of the person's life that's receiving that, whether they're about to give birth or whether God's asking them to, to dig deeper and to ask him to show them things and so that he can unload some of the, the secrets and, give, and release the spirit of understanding. Excellent, excellent. Adrian, once we have received some revelation from the Lord through whatever means, whether it be a, a picture or a scene or a name or a number, once we receive the revelation, what is our role at that point? Uh, Donna, that's a very good question. I believe that the listeners would want to know this as well, and that is that, that often God, if he's releasing revelation to us, he is often calling us to stand in the gap between heaven and earth. And uh, if we realize that we are a portal to another realm, to the heavenly realm, Jesus said the kingdom of God's within you. When God releases revelation, it's like the revelation is the key for heaven to come to earth. And Uh we pray with the Lord's Prayer, you know, I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I I believe that it's it's a time for us to actually become vocal, either to make a decree to pray for the situation or whatever it is that we're discerning and that God's speaking about. And sometimes to bind and to loose. You know, remember in Matthew 16, uh, yes. Jesus said, whatever you whatever you loose is already loosed in heaven. So when God releases a revelation to us, he's showing us what's taken place in heaven. And it's our role as sons to be about the family business of bringing heaven yes. to earth. And so we speak. And so sometimes if you, if you do see a negative, sometimes if you see sickness, death, or some sort of financial hit or financial loss, 
maybe a breakup of a marriage. But sometimes we need to realize that if God's releasing a revelation to us, that we have the authority to speak into that situation, but to speak life into that situation. So if we were to see sickness, we'd speak health. If we were to see death, we'd speak life. Yes. If we were to see some sort of financial hit or break, or, you know, loss, we'd speak prosperity. And if we were to see divorce, then we'd speak peace or unity over that home and that situation. And so God's given us authority to bring heaven to earth and the revelation is released to us is the authority on which we can start to speak. And through the blood of Christ, we have authority over spiritual entities that would seek to uh, interrupt and stop God's plan on people's lives. That is great. That is very exciting to me. That is good information. Adam, tell us a little bit about working with angels and how it ties into what we're talking about today. Well, when it comes to the prophetic, um, we do... um, uh, we do have angels that we can uh, call upon. And when I say that, uh, we do that by declaring God's word. And I say this often, and I've said this in the past with uh, in our conferences, that uh, a lot of us have, uh, or all of us, I should say, have angels around us. And a lot of them are actually bought out of their brains because um, we're not activating them through, the, through <laughs> using the word of the Lord. And uh, we do have a, you know, and I say that um, we have a, a, an awesome ministry team around us in the unseen world because angels are employees of the kingdom. This is my revelation. Mm-hmm. The angels mm-hmm. are employees of the kingdom, but we are adopted as sons, so therefore we are heirs to the kingdom. We're part of the royal family. And they are servants, these angels, and they serve us. And also not only do they serve the Lord, but they serve us because we're, we're co-workers with Christ. And um, uh, so this is a beautiful thing. So yes. uh, when we decree God's word, uh, angels respond. Someone actually said to me once, he, he rebuked me or tried to rebuke me. He said, Adam, you have no right to tell angels what to do. No. And I said, and I said, well, you know, that's actually, yes, it's true. And with my own opinion, I have no right to tell what angels what to do. But when I start to come into that place of my revelation of being seated in heavenly places, mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm, I'm speaking out of that realm with Christ in the courts of heaven. I start decreeing the promises. Angels start to respond. It says in Psalms 103 that angels do the bidding of the word. So angels uh, do respond. There's the most invincible army of all existence that's right around your life. And all you need to do is just start lining up your vocabulary with the promises yes. of God. And you start to see this holy storm, a good storm, which is uh, uh, the power of heaven is released. In in our last tour, uh, Donna and the uh, listeners, uh, every conference people were coming forward and saying that the angels were were ministered with us. There was worshipping angels. Mm-hmm. There was uh, angels with major swords. Angels whispering into our ears before we were ministering to people or speaking words. And and Adam and I were conscious of revelation coming to us. And then as we we started to minister. And so uh, sometimes people see lights, sometimes they see uh, you know, angelic beings. And so it, it's part of uh, normal Christianity in the kingdom. Yes, yes. Um, let me ask you one quick thing, um, Adrian, before we leave. We were talking about our role when we receive a revelation. What kinds of things should we ask about a revelation? To just to be cautious, and we should we should see that when we do receive revelation, I guess we need to see that it's in line with Scripture. Yes, we need to we need to consider is what the 
prophet, you know, is the prophetic message, does it provide a future and a hope? Is there an inner witness of what's being said, and that's it's the spirit of truth on mm-hmm. what's being mm-hmm. said? And and you know, when it when it's personal, uh, when it's, it relates on a personal level, is it in line with what God's been saying through a, other avenues, through through the reading of Your Word, mm-hmm. to other prophetic voices, and so on? And is it where you feel like God is guiding you or speaking, or, or what is it the issue that He's addressing? Yes, and it, and if it doesn't line up with one or more of those things, then it's certainly something you want to put on the shelf. Sure, uh, until until you get that confirmation by the mouth of two or three witnesses that it is indeed God speaking. Right, and that is the kind of things that you are teaching. I mean, this is so balanced, and it's so easy to understand, and it's such a great tool. You are teaching us these type of things, how to recognize it and then what to do with it and what is our part. And I know a lot of people out there are saying, but but I don't know what the words mean. I don't know what names mean. I don't know what the numbers mean. And you may be saying that right now, but I have got some great news for you. And that is that this book includes a, a dictionary, a metaphor dictionary, over 300 pages of, of a list of prophetic metaphors. They include names, numbers, places, these kinds of things. So we are not just leaving you hanging, I promise. Uh, this great, great teaching and a dictionary that provides so much of this information. You will absolutely love it. Well, I'm Donna Chavis, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guests today, Adam and Adrian. We want you to be sure to get Adam and Adrian's brand new book, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life. Also included in this package is Adam's book, From Heaven to Earth, and two exclusive, exclusive, did did you hear that? Exclusive teaching CDs, Recognizing Prophetic Signs. This is a simple, practical, spirit-led tool that will help you understand the different ways that God speaks to us. And there's even more good news. And with this teaching, you can learn how to stop the plans of the enemy and know more about the future that God holds for you. And now, here's Sid. Adam Thompson and Adrian Beal have developed a brand new resource book. It's called God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life. It will help you hear and recognize the voice of God in everyday occurrences, natural incidents, pictures, symbols, numbers, and so-called coincidences. So don't miss the two books, God's Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life and From Heaven to Earth. You'll also get Adam and Adrian's exclusive two CD teaching on recognizing prophetic signs, all for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9514. Once again, that's offer number 9514.